What's right. going on, guys? Welcome back to Sports Weekly. My name is Fabian. Uh, today, I have a special guest with us. Um, I have a good friend of ours, uh, Colton Frank. Um, Colton, you want to say what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Long-time listener, ready to throw some, uh, <laughs> throw some action in here. Yes, sir. So, Brando is actually, um, I think he's back. I think he's back yeah, in Florida. He, they, uh, as of they today. Flew in, yeah, this morning, actually, they, they got back, it seems like. Yeah. So, Lord knows that they're going to get some rest um, flying back from his honeymoon. Um, he had a beautiful wedding um, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, we're minus Brandon this episode, but Colton has said he's going to fill in uh, his place. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. So, right now, um, just to start us off, um, it being Saturday, obviously, you know, with Thanksgiving, Brennan's wedding, him being gone, you know, we took a couple of days off. So we're just going to recap a little bit of what we missed and then of what's uh, to come this upcoming week. Um, so like I said, it being Saturday, it's a huge college football day. Um, so pretty much uh, what we got going on here, Colton, if you want to um, give me one sec. Um so we have battle of the um, sort of like what could be battle of the Floridas, right? We have Florida and Florida State. Um, they're both five and six. Um, to be honest, I'm going to go with Florida State on this game. I, oh, I predict wow. that they're going to pull the win. Yeah, I predict that they're going to win. Uh, UF has let me down too many times this, uh, this season. Um, so are you opposed? Do you have Florida winning? Oh, I'm not not necessarily opposed, but I will I will go ahead and pick up the Gators on that one. Uh, grew up a Gator fan, went to UCF. Shout out, we might get to it. UCF actually just beat USF um, on Friday, oh, so you, we might we might have to, to recap there, on huh? that battle on I four, but uh, no big deal. But yeah, no, I gotta rock with it. I'll rock with the Gators on this one. I can't go with the Seminoles. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um... Yeah, big USF guy here um, for selfish <laughs> reasons. But <laughs> um, our next huge, a huge, probably the biggest game of the week or of the day, um, we have number two Ohio State um, playing number five Michigan. Um, so just to touch base a little bit on this game here, they're both 10 and one. Um, so this is going to be a good game. I mean, Michigan, at least to me, um, has come really just come out of nowhere. Um, obviously, like they lost earlier this season to Michigan State, and I thought Michigan State was gonna, you know, just take a hot lead, um, sort of just keep it going. But they've fallen back a little bit, and Michigan has come up to be look superior. So um, right now they're looking to face off with Ohio State. So that's gonna be a good game. Um, I'm actually gonna give it to Ohio State though. What do you think, Colt? Yeah, I agree. Um, going through the past games, like you said, Michigan actually lost to Michigan State. Um, but if mm. you look at it, Ohio State just gave Michigan State the absolute work. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was 56 to 7. And um, that's not even, geez, yeah, I mean, like, what, are you, what are you going to say about that? <laughs> I mean, games like that always happen. You can't, you can't just say, like, oh, because Michigan State beat Michigan and Ohio State beat Michigan State. They're obviously yeah. going to win. We know it doesn't work like that, but right. I would say that's a pretty good indicator that Ohio State's got this one covered. 
Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, those are like video game numbers right there, you know? Yeah. Um, that was like um, <laughs> when you guys were playing the uh, um, over at Brandon's house the other day, it seems like Frankie's always the one scoring seven and everyone else is scoring 56. So it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, that guy stinks at Madden. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to follow up with the next game, Alabama's got an easy one today, at least in my opinion. Um, they're facing Auburn who's at six and five right now. Um, so, I mean, hey, maybe Auburn, you know, they turn the spark on. Maybe they give Alabama a little run for their money, but I doubt it. I'm taking Alabama on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I always love a good upset, but we probably won't be seeing that with Alabama. Yeah, no. Um, another game um, that wanted to keep our eye on. Um, so Michigan State, um, who – we had just mentioned, uh, got demolished last week. So they're trying to bounce back against Penn State, um, who's at seven and four. Um, so they're trying to, you know, keep their hopes alive right there. I'm going to actually take Michigan State for that one. Yeah, I have to uh, have to go with you there too, Michigan State, although they uh, got destroyed by Ohio. They did, in fact, beat Michigan. Yeah. Um, you can't count them out, from, especially Penn State. Right, right. Um, and another big game we, uh, we have today is uh, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Mm. So both schools are at 10 and 1. Um, they play tonight at 7.30. And uh, Oklahoma's ranked 10th. And Oklahoma mm -hmm. State is ranked 7th. So um, going to be a good game there. Got to keep my eye out for that one. Um, I don't know who I'm going to take on this one, honestly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take – Honestly, I'm going to take Oklahoma. Um, okay. I expect them to beat Oklahoma State, uh, but I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I mean, I'll take – let me take OSU on that one. Um, you know, let me hop on the bandwagon. They're going to tire and mm -hmm. um, don't know anything about Oklahoma, so I just got to got to go <laughs> against you on that one because um, – I don't know. Let me see. I saw that um, – who did they lose to this year even? Let me check that out. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, looks like they lost to Iowa State. Oh, yeah, no, I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, the unranked Iowa State Cyclones. So maybe I should change my mind, but I'll go ahead and still rock with OSU. We'll, we'll get the win today. But awesome, awesome. Um, so that is it. That's all I have for college football today. Um, so let's go ahead and transition into um, probably the biggest uh, and most uh, of what we missed is some huge NBA games. Mm -hmm. um, so let's transition into the NBA. Colin, you had mentioned something to me earlier that you wanted to point out. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that right off the, right off the rip. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that, I mean, I don't know if, not really talked about a whole lot because, um, you know, last year they ended up going to the finals, losing um, the beginning of this season. Everyone kind of had a slow start. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns and um, they started out one and three. And then everyone's like, wow, you know, you just go to the finals. What's going on? Chris Paul doesn't have it anymore. Um, Aiden doesn't have it anymore. What's going on here? And um, they've actually won their last 15 games. That puts them second in the West at 16 and three, right beyond the Warriors. So um, four games above the Jazz, also that 12 and seven. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally agree. Um, I mean, 
I feel like the Suns are just that team, even though, like you said, they made it to the finals last season. No, no one's really giving them their credit, right? Mm. Especially like you like you had just mentioned, they started off one and three. They started off a little slow. So people already counted them out just like that. And, mm. um, you know, that's, that's crazy. You have a point god like Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I said that correctly. Point god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have an automatic bucket in Devin Booker. Um, you know, so, I mean, the team is still solid and I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they used to go on these runs like this last year too, where they would just win like 15 in a row. And then, you know, they might lose a little, you know, a couple games here and there, and then they might go on another crazy streak, like 12 wins in a row, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah, they kind of yeah. just didn't get talked about because, uh, you know, everything was you know, the battle of the L.A.'s and with Kawhi and mm-hmm. PG over in the Clippers, you know, LeBron struggling with, you know, the Lakers and A.D. just because of injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, it just yeah. seems like the Suns kind of flew under the radar and they are again this year. So you definitely can't count them out. Um, what was surprising to me, I don't know if you followed this, but DeAndre Ayton actually wasn't given the max extension, um, which is pretty surprising. You'd think after how well he played last year and in the playoffs, the Suns would just be like, yeah, definitely. But no, they did not give him the max extension going into this season. So um, right. they might, they might be losing him if they don't, you know, um, offer come, him some good money. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's definitely a good young player. Um, and in a game where the center sort of like the, the center positions change in the NBA, that's obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. You have people like Jokic and and you know, like you have your Brooke Lopez's and like your stretch centers, you know, Joel Embiid's, things like that, where they can actually step out and, you know, shoot now. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Ayton, at least to me, I don't really think he's like that. You know, he's more of like the, um, you know, just like the original centers, you know, big man that can get you a couple boards and score down low. Um, yeah. I don't think he has a shot. Right. He like he doesn't not really step much. Out and, yeah, right? he you know, he had shots here and there, but yeah, his main role with them is dominating the post, getting those rebounds and um, being aggressive. So he's yeah. doing perfect with that and they have plenty of spacing with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Absolutely. and all the other pieces they have. So Yeah. Yeah, so I mean definitely an exciting run. Let's see if they can keep it up. I know one of the victims was uh, my New York Knicks, who <laughs> unfortunately are looking at like a 10 and nine record now, um, which I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, you know, we started off hot, um, but Hey, you know, as a Nick fan, you expect it, but yeah, um, that's something else I kind of wanted to touch on quick is that if you look at the top eight in the East, you have mm-hmm. some teams that you're like, okay, definitely they belong there. And then some teams, I know you and Brandon have gone over it, um, especially talking about the Bulls and the Wizards. Like, um, who would have thought that they'd be number um, two and four, respectively, in the East after their season last year? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, absolutely. I mean, you have the Brooklyn Nets who, you know, are are where people expect them to be, right? They're sitting pretty right. in first place, 14 and five record. Um, mm-hmm. So... I mean, you know, they're looking good. Um, and then you have people like everything's sort of going to normal, right? As And we expected this. As the season is playing out, 
you know, you expected teams to sort of just fall back to where um, they should be, right? And I'm talking more about, like, teams like the Cavs. Um, you have, like, you know, the Bucks are back in the race. The Hawks are back. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. But the uh, one team that is still up there, like you had mentioned, the Wizards, they're still playing good ball. Um, they're sitting in fourth. Um, so, and the Bulls, I mean, I'm a big Bulls guy now. I have to be, man. That team, <laughs> that team is, that team, I, I've been, I've bought into them since day one. So, um, yeah, I'm keep going with it. It's kind of like, um, it's crazy because the Bulls have always seemed to have, you know, Michael Jordan, then they had D-Rose, and um, they always mm. used to, you know, you'd always have them in the mix at some point, and then they made that one little playoff run, I think. Remember, I think in the first round when they had like Dwayne Wade when he was over there with Rajon Rondo, um, oh, they ended up losing. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets. And I think they ended up losing first or second round. That was the last time that they were really relevant in the playoff yeah. picture. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, I, they're definitely getting along well with, um, you know, the trades over there, getting um, Caruso over there, getting Lonzo over there. Um, Ucevic over there, Zach Levine, they got a good squad. And um, if they can keep this up, even if they finish top three or four, um, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I'd I'd be excited to see something new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Crazy stat I want to throw out there. Both Zach Levine and DeMar are both averaging 26. That's oh, wow. that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. And people, you know, people were looking at Lonzo, right, who was also a big part of, you know, their accus- uh, you know, they brought him in this season and um, he's only averaging like 12. Yeah. And they're like, you know, this guy sinks. And it's like, how are you going to point the finger at somebody when two people are averaging 26? You know, <laughs> like every everybody's got to eat. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something that um, a lot of people are quick to pull the uh, the bust card on people. It's like this guy's a bust, that guy's a bust, and they you don't realize like a lot of these guys like coming from college, the NBA is a different beast. That there's a few people that come in and dominate their first year or two, and mm-hmm. I think Lonzo's actually developed pretty well and playing with New Orleans, playing with the Lakers, and you know he's definitely yeah. helped spread the floor and get past the ball around. I mean. As a point guard, you, people forget. I mean, he's, you got to be a point guard first. He's a pass first guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, especially when you got shooters like that on the Bulls. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. I was one of them. I used I counted Lonzo Ball out uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. and um, but the way he's like worked on his game and developed it, um, yeah, I couldn't be more wrong. Um, the guy's a stud. I mean, it is, and he brings a defensive pressure too. I mean, yeah, the guy. Absolutely. People forget about that. He plays great defense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, gonna be gonna be good to see how the um, East turns out as the season goes along. Um, we have uh, now swinging it back to the West. We talked about the Suns already, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring up something about the Utah Jazz that Brandon would say, and I don't know if he was joking or not, but <laughs> as you guys know, and as you know, because you were there with us, Colton. We went to go see the Jazz and the Magic play. Oh, yeah. And the Magic won that game. And ever since then, Brandon would say that the the Utah Jazz aren't the same team because the Magic (laughs) won. 
And um, I think Brandon was right because they've fallen down to a 12 and seven record. Uh, they still have a winning record, but they're like out of point first out place. something real quick as well. Um, go ahead, go uh, ahead. real quick. The Magic are currently four and 16. And um, <laughs> I'd like to point one more thing out they have one win at home. And that was no, it's against the Jazz. <laughs> that was against the Utah Jazz. So we witnessed the Magic's only home win of the season. Hey, hey, you so know maybe we need to go to more games. Good luck then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we're their good luck charms. So, wow, that is crazy. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Um, so the West is shaping up, you know, as people expect. Um, the only thing I do think that is a little odd is that the Nuggets, if the season ended today, today, the Nuggets wouldn't be in uh, the top eight. They're currently sitting in, in ninth um, with a losing record, actually. They're, they're at nine and ten. Um, same with the Grizzlies, also at nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And the Nuggets have actually lost six straight. Um, and I don't think enough people are talking about that. Um, so I don't know if it's just – um Jamal Murray still not being back I don't know what it is but you don't really hear about that in the, from the Nuggets you know usually a, a really solid team um in the West and uh definitely got to keep an eye out for that yeah definitely that's um yeah it's definitely surprising after this, especially the past few seasons you'd see them up in the mix all the way up until um like second place in the West and um, yeah, it seems like injuries are getting the best of them this year, and we'll see what happens. I, I'd expect them to maybe try to bounce back here. I mean, we're only looking at 19 games into the season. A lot can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of injuries, too, you never know, because the eighth-place Grizzlies, I saw that um, John Moran yes. actually got an injury, um, was it last yeah. night, and um, grabbing his leg off a non-contact play, and you know that's never a good sign. Yeah, that's always scary. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if he's if John Morant's out, you can expect the Grizzlies to fall down um, easily. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I can. Yes. Uh, no, go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to talk about basketball without you know ringing up the the Celtics as well. I'm sorry to bounce back to the East, but I have to try to try to defend my guys a little bit on here. We <laughs> we had a rough start. We won a few games, and we're kind of regressing back after I watched I watched us play the Nets the other day we got absolutely demolished Jalen Brown was back and then we just lost to the Spurs and that's kind of where I'm starting to wonder you know what's going on here because it's the Spurs man I mean what's going on (laughs) yeah no I mean um you know the Celtics I think we've talked about the Celtics at least maybe I'll say it probably like once a week, you know, at least one of our episodes, we'll bring them up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're currently at 10 and 10 um, sitting in 10th place, but um, yeah, man, I mean, some early locker room issues, it seemed like kind of just put the season on a, on a little bit of a limbo. Yeah. Um, I was from watching that, the game, especially against the Nets, it just looked like, like you said, the locker room issues and not a lot of cohesion on offense. It looks like as soon as Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum gets the ball, it's, the ball is not getting passed. The ball is getting shot or they're going mm-hmm. ISO. And um, 
it's not like we don't have other pieces on the team that can score. We showed, especially with like Schroeder, Marcus Smart's not a slouch on offense. I mean, I feel like if we facilitate the ball around a little more, we'd probably um, win a few more games and get some better chemistry going. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're on Marcus's smart side, and you also hate Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is what you're saying. <laughs> I do Got not, it. <laughs> I do not hate them, but I do I do see what he was talking about, especially with Jalen Brown being a little bit rusty coming back off that um, hamstring injury. I think he should kind of ease into it more instead of going ISO. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. Um, you know, watching the Celtics this season, I um, – I see the same thing, you know, as soon as the ball or as soon as the Celtics are on the offensive end, um, it's exactly what you said. I almost feel like the ball stops as soon mm-hmm. as um, either Jalen or Jason touched it. So, um, you know, they got to get some plays running for some other guys. You know, Marcus Smart, like you said, uh, he can shoot the ball a little bit and he can definitely mm-hmm. drive. He's a tough guy. Um, Dennis Schroeder, you know, he's he's quick. And um, he can shoot the ball a little bit, too. So, um, you know, definitely got to change some things up there. But, man, a loss to the 5-13 and Spurs, that's uh, that's tough. It is tough as a fan. But, well, I'm sticking with them. I've always stuck with them. So, I'm hoping we bounce back. And we got the new head coach. Um, We'll see what happens. You know, I'll give them them until about halfway through the season before I'm really, you know, seeing what's going on. I, I usually say that the season doesn't start until after the All-Star break. That's mm-hmm. when the season really starts to kick in for every team. At least, um, you know, if you have a great lead like the, you know, Warriors, Suns, and, you know, you're looking pretty like the Nets, um, you know, yeah, that's great and all. But after the All-Star break, that's when teams have to make their push, you know. And mm-hmm. if you're anywhere from the fourth seed to the eighth seed or even the tenth, you got to really push it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, still early, so the Celtics could turn it around. Um, I'm not going to talk much about the uh, this game here. Um, the Lakers lost to the Kings last night in triple overtime mm-hmm. because I've gotten a lot of messages already on how um, this is going to sound absurd, but people say that I love to make excuses for LeBron James. And, uh, All right. That's not right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I think um, people don't recognize greatness. He's the greatest player ever. Anyways, um, so Mm. let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on to, um, (laughs) let's see what we got here. Let's talk some NFL, eh? Yeah, that's good. Let's, uh, so obviously Thanksgiving just ended, guys. and uh, we had uh, really some good games on Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. We had, let's talk about them. Yeah, I mean, starting off, um, you know, arguably the biggest game maybe of the whole entire week that we're going to see, um, Bears versus the Lions. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The game was actually garbage. And um, But <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing that did come down to uh, – that was exciting was the, the Bears had to um, break the Lions' hearts again, you know, get a game-winning field goal on them and, you know, destroy yes. their chances of maybe one win on the season, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, I thought – and I, I remember Brandon saying it as well. If 
the Lions did have any chance of winning the season, it was this game. And I agreed. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, um, there was some questionable, like, clock management calls on yeah. the Lions head coach. Um, so, I mean, cut the guy a break. The guy just wants to win. Um, but, yeah, super sad for the Lions. Um, and then we had the Bills and the Saints. Bills, auto, like, just destroyed the Saints. 31 to 6. Um, that was the last night, or that was the last game of the night. Um, watched a little bit of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Bills look good. It, it was just, um, you know, the Saints just aren't good, you know. Um, so yeah, you really can't take with, much um, away from this game. Yeah, with Kamara being out, Ingram being out, uh, Jameis mm-hmm. is injured. Um, who knows what's going on with Taysom Hill? I mean, you know, they're the Saints start off the season and you're like, oh, wow, you know, this might be something. But it looks like injuries are getting the best of them. and they can't really get anything going. Right. Agreed. Um, so a, a win for the Bills that they desperately needed after losing to Jacksonville. And mm. um, who else did they lose to? Some some other team that they should have beat. But regardless, um, a pretty, pretty good win there. And um, honestly, the, probably the most exciting game of the night, um, you had the Cowboys versus the Raiders. Um, Mm-hmm. Obviously, as a Giants, an ex-Giants fan, um, <laughs> you uh, you love to see that the Cowboys lost, um, you know, and it, w- it went into overtime. Uh, the Raiders won off of a field goal. Uh, final score was 36 to 33. Um, any um, anything on this game, Colt? Yeah, I mean, you. Um... I think you hit a lot of the good points on it. It was just, it was surprising to see the, the uh, Cowboys came back and scored 14 in the fourth quarter to, to bring it to overtime, which was part of the reason why it was such a great game. It's like they surge mm-hmm. back. You think they have all the momentum and you're like, okay, the Cowboys are going to pull this off in OT. And then, you know, they, they seem to fumble the bag there. Raiders get the win and no one's really mad about it. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I'm very impressed with Derek Carr. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, just like with what everything has happened to the Raiders this season with Bruden, you know, obviously the Henry Rugg situation, um, Derek Carr still seems to just go out there and just ball out. I mean, the guy's a stud. Um, and, you know, I have to give credit where credit is due. Dak Prescott is nice. And I- I'll admit it, you know, yeah. He he's he's just a good quarterback. It, there's no there's no two ways around it. Um, so I mean, yeah, good that the Raiders won. Um, they're back on a winning record with uh, looking at six and five, and the Dallas Cowboys are at seven and four. So yeah, and real quick about before we end this is that um, I think we all saw the Darren Waller um, going out that game. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, you know, kind of scary when you see arguably, you know, one of the best guys on your team, Pro Bowler, go out um, and yep. they're still able to win that game. But the news came back that it was nothing serious after the MRI. And so he should be um, pretty good going forward, which is always good news, especially with the season, like you've been saying that the Raiders have had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tomorrow night's games, you know, tomorrow we uh, we have uh, – 
a full day of football. We have the Eagles and the Giants um, at 1 o'clock. I have to take the Giants. <laughs> That's but, a shame. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to have to take the Eagles on that one. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Cole. Um, I mean, you'll get this. Some of the viewers might get this or listeners, I should say. Um, you know, the, you know, the reason why I'm a USF fan now, right? Uh, go I Bulls. do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it was brought to my attention that I should also be a Bucks fan. Uh, that's um, yeah. <laughs> Super convenient. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't much convincing on her part because I was like, "Hey, I'm there," you know. I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan. <laughs> you actually already fan. had your Bucks jersey with the, the absolutely twelve. <laughs> of course, I got the goat on the back and everything. So, uh, yeah. For those of you who think I'm transferring over to the Buccaneers uh, bandwagon, I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> So you're taking the Eagles for that uh, Eagles Giants, yeah? I am. Gotcha. Um, we also have the Falcons and Jags. That's gonna be a terrible game. I'm gonna take the Falcons though. <laughs> um, you know, I have to stick with the uh, the hometown. You know, we're. I don't know if you, the listeners. I'm sure you guys know we're some big Jacksonville Jaguars fans um, over <laughs> here and. Um, tailgated um, at least one game. So I'm going to have to go with yep. the uh, Jaguars to beat the Falcons. You know what? Um, just because you put up a great argument, I'm going to do the same. I'm tra- I'm switching <laughs> my pick. I'm going Jags. And uh, that's for that one girl in the stands. Uh- <laughs> Shout out to Duval County. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We have the Bucks and the Colts also Ooh. at a 1 o'clock game. That's going to be a good game. Uh, John Taylor is playing lights out. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to take the Bucks though. Well, let me go ahead and take the uh, let me take the Colts on this. I know that you can't take the Colts as a Tampa Bay fan, but they've been they've been rolling <laughs> the last few games, and like they you said, Jonathan Taylor, they finally gave him the touches he deserves, and he's like, okay, I'll give you uh, let me give you one, two, three, four, five touchdowns. Let's let's get it moving. Seriously. So. We'll see what happens. Is that in Tampa? Do you know? Um, I believe it is in Indianapolis. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, it's in Indy. Okay. Um, yeah, so could be could be a Colts win. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, then we have the sorry Jets versus the sorry <laughs> Texans. Um, <laughs> they're both two and eight. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick the loser. For this game and that is anybody who's a fan of either team so <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> your prediction Colt I'm with you there I really could uh, <laughs> care less <laughs> who wins that game <laughs> Mike White stole our hearts and then he broke it so <laughs> um, following that game uh, we have a decent game here we have the Panthers versus the sorry dolphins um <laughs> panthers are five and six and the dolphins are at four and seven yeah i'm gonna take cam and the panthers yeah i gotta go you know ex-patriot cam newton not ex-carolina panther cam newton 
because he's back. So ex-Patriot got, Cam Noon. You hate him. <laughs> I think he's going to have to go in there um, and show him what that MVP season was all about. So Could be, could be. Um, we have the Steelers and Bengals. Also uh, could be a very good game. Anytime these two teams play, somebody gets hurt. Um, oh, and fingers crossed. Yeah, so uh, these two teams, it's it's obvious that these two teams definitely don't like each other. So um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to go with um, Joey B and uh, Jamar Chase here to pull the win out for the Bengals. Yeah, I got to go with you on that. And um, they're just a more exciting team to watch, really. The Pittsburgh defense is fun to watch, but their offense is Mm -hmm. absolutely terrible to watch. And, um, yeah, I'm going for Cincinnati. And I just want to clarify, when when I said fingers crossed, I didn't mean fingers crossed that someone does get hurt. (laughs) I meant fingers crossed that someone does not get hurt. So, Yes, thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. And um, arguably the best game of the day, um, we have – the Titans and the Patriots. Mm. Um, I have to admit, and I will apologize here. I wish Brandon was on for this episode because mm. I owe you and Brandon and possibly all of the Patriots fans an apology. I did not think they were going to be this good. Um, I, I honestly thought that they were going to struggle picking Matt jo- Mac Jones over uh, Cam, but uh, the kid looks like a stud. And uh, the Patriots' defense is just phenomenal. I mean, there's no two ways around it. So um, the Titans are at eight and three. Patriots are at seven and four. The Patriots are rolling right now. Um, I think I'm going to take the Pats, and I think it's in okay. Foxborough. Yeah, it's in Foxborough, yeah. so I'm taking the Pats. You know, first off, um, you know, apology accepted. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people after the draft are unsure about what's going on with the Pats and then after we cut Cam they're like okay well we'll see how this this rookie QB mm-hmm. plays and he's he's shown that he's he's able to take this team to a, a decent record and yeah I, I also have to say with Tennessee they've had some devastating injuries coming on with the big 2-2 Derrick Henry yeah. and then um, also notable to say is AJ Brown's out this week as well as Julio Jones so yep um their offense might be tough for them to get it rolling with Ryan Tannehill. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I obviously, as a New England fan, I'm taking the pads. And I think mm-hmm. um, we're going to move up to eight and four. Hopefully, the, go ahead of the Bills. Could be. Could be. Um, next, following our one o'clock games, we have the four o'clock games. We have the Chargers and Broncos. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers started off great, and they did. Um, and then they fell off a little bit here in the middle of the season now. So uh, I think they're still trying to keep it rolling. You know, they're still trying to fight for a spot here in the end. And um, they're sitting at 64. They definitely do not want to lose another game, though. So uh, I'm going to take uh, the Chargers for this one. Absolutely. I also have the Chargers. Um, like you said, they have fallen off a bit, but so has Denver. So um, I feel yeah. like Justin Herbert's able to go and get it done, and the Chargers just have the better team here. Yep. Um, 425 game, we have the Rams and the Packers. Um, mm. The only reason I said, yeah, the only reason I said that Titans and Patriots are arguably the best game is because of this one. Um, the Rams and Packers are going to see each other um Stafford 
you know, has done wonders for this team. It's just, it is what it is. Um, Packers, you can never count um, Aaron Rodgers out. And it is in Lambeau, so. Yeah, um, very interesting. I'd say the only thing that um, we'd have to look out for is let's see what's going on with Rodgers and that toe injury, see if that um, holds him back at all this game. And then also yeah. Aaron Jones, I've seen some things about him possibly being questionable for the game. So hopefully he's yeah. up because if, if they're both 100%, this could be a shootout of a game. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, next game, we have the Vikings and the Niners. They're both at 5-5. Five and five, So both teams are desperately looking for the dub here. Um, I expect this game to be very good. Um, both defenses uh, have the potential to be great on any given day um but i'm gonna go with the 49ers here actually i think their defense okay. is just a little bit better um the vikings have great weapons on offense you know you have jj um who's you know second year uh and for those who don't know that's justin jefferson and then you have adam thielen if i'm not mistaken though um no he's he's gonna play so he's good mm. um this game is in uh levi stadium so they're actually in San Fran. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one. Okay. I'm actually going to have to go against you there and pick Minnesota. I think they're going to take the, uh, the flame after they beat up on Green Bay and um, carry that over and see if they can beat San Fran unless they give um, Elijah Mitchell the chance to run 100 times. And, yeah. But <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, our last game, our eight o'clock game, we have the Browns and the Ravens. Um, look, man, Baker's just like a walking, like injury guy. Like he's, <laughs> you know, you know, the sign where it's like, uh, you ever seen the outline of like somebody being injured, the white yeah. outline? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Baker Mayfield on the field. Um, just, the guy has like a thousand injuries and he's still playing. I, I don't know why. They're not going to do anything. Um, and it's safe to say that, that um, I'm just not a big Baker Mayfield guy. Is it something, really? something about him? Oh, yeah, I remember what it is. Yeah, he said Daniel Jones sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't forget that. Let's take this from the ex-Giants fan. That he's very upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ex-Giants fan. Um but too bad Baker was right anyways. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say that Baker does so with a lot of heart, and I think that's why Brandon likes, likes Baker and likes to see him play. But, you know, I agree with you. He's The injuries that they've had, you know, Odell leaving, um, Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson actually coming back this week after an illness, I think he's going to want to come out and show people that Baltimore is not here to mess around. They're just going to go ahead and beat up on Cleveland and uh, move on for the playoff picture. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Um, and our Monday night game, we have Seattle and um, they are playing the football team, Washington. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it to Washington. I think Seattle's just, they need to, they need to do something drastic this off season because they're sitting at three and mm. seven. Yeah, Russ was out a couple of games, and I feel like they rushed him back. Um, yeah, I agree. It seems like they brought him back premature because 
I mean, look at the record, like you said, three and seven. I mean, I'm going to say I'll, I'll actually take Seattle. I feel like this is their last chance to really get something going. Like if they could win this game and go on a run, um, finish out the season positive, then, we'll, you know, maybe they have a chance to get in at a wild card or something. But this is their last game, really, I feel like, to turn it around. So I'll go ahead and take them. They're probably going to come in hungry. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, and that is all our games for this upcoming week, week 12 of the NFL. Um, we're almost down to the wire here. We have, um, what, maybe like four more weeks, mm. right? Because there's 17 this year. Yep. Or no, is there 18? No, there's a, um, no 17. Is it 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be a great, great end of the season here um, as it starts to wind down a little bit. Um, let's see. Yeah, lots what of good football else? coming up. I think there's just one more thing I wanted to bring up with you because um, I talk to you all the time about UFC, and this might be a little bit premature, but we have a huge card coming up, um, UFC 269, December 11th. You got to be oh. there to watch it with Charles Oliveria and um, Dustin Poirier. You mean uh, DP, the uh, Diamond Boy? <laughs> yeah, Big Diamond versus Big Charles. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's going to be a great card. I mean, I've said it before on this pod when we had, like, honestly, arguably the best Saturday of my life uh, with Canelo <laughs> and what was it like two two three weeks ago um, yeah yeah and uh honestly uncle dana has just been blessing us with these great ufc cards honestly. um so that that card is going to be great because we see sugar sean back as well um mm. sugar sean o'malley's gonna fight in that card um yeah, I mean, and then obviously it's the title fight, right? Um, Charles Oliveria is going to fight Dustin Poirier. And um, and, and Amanda wait. Nunez defends her title against Oh, uh, my goodness. Tanya, Dude, so, so. I, yeah, I saw a video on why and how Amanda Nunez is the most dominant UFC fighter ever, and I'm convinced. Mm. I feel like <laughs> if that lady were to walk up to me in a bar, I'm like, hey, um, yeah, so what do you want me to do? Because I'm now <laughs> – like I work for you, so um, <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. I she agree. Could be like, man. hey, I... bend down and uh, let me sit on you. You're my seat now. I'm like, yeah, right away. And um, <laughs> so I mean, she's just she's a beast. There's no there's no arguing that. Um, and honestly, so like, what are you thinking? Do you think Oliveria? pulls it out or do you think Dustin Poirier takes the belt? Uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy because, you know, obviously with Khabib leaving, um, the spot was vacant. So Charles yeah. fought Michael Chandler for the belt. And, that was a great um, fight, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. We all, we all saw that one together, didn't we? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely did, yeah. Yeah. And um, his last win was actually over Tony Ferguson um, by decision. So – you know, he's he's oh, obviously Tony. coming in with some yeah, with some momentum, but so is uh, DP and you can't count out the diamond, yeah. man. I, I would like to see Dustin win because he just seems like a really great guy. He's 
doing stuff for charity and he's a hell of a fighter so i'll root for dustin yeah. for you on this one personally um yeah i mean i would root for dustin to be honest i think charles is gonna win um mm. but it, that could change once the fight gets a little closer um i just want to see how both of them have done in training camp and stuff i want to see how both fighters look um so it's yeah. gonna be interesting and, yeah, especially um, since Oliveira is a, uh, you know, he's a good grappler and fighting um, yeah. Conor McGregor, uh, Poirier didn't really have to worry about any grappling. So that'll be you an know, interesting just, change of camp for them to prepare him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Conor definitely beat himself. <laughs> yeah, <Get it>? no, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, some interesting things happening in the UFC world. Um, you already know. I, I could talk fighting all day, but um, mm. you know, there's a uh, there's another huge card in January, and uh, that's yeah. both of our boy, um, probably the scariest man to ever walk the earth. Um, <laughs> he is the world heavyweight champ for the UFC, um, and we're talking about Francis Ngannou, and um. Yeah, I mean, who's who's he fighting again? Cyril Gain. Yes, that's the guy with the tattoo on his chest, right, of the sword. Um, I, I could be wrong. It might be. I just know that right now he's obviously the uh, interim champ. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really yeah. don't really like when they do the interim champ when there's an actual champ. But regardless yeah, of that, neither. I mean. Yeah, I guess it's like a double champ fight, but Francis is a proven champ. Um, Serial gain. I was talking to Patrick, my brother, about it. He watches a lot of UFC, and um, you know, watching Serial gain, he he can move around really quick for a heavyweight. Yes. Um, he's got yes, good he grappling, got good striking. <laughs> we'll see what happens against Ngannou, man. That's going to be an absolute insane fight, January twenty. Yeah, that's going to be a good test um, for Francis to see um, because. My hope with that fight is that Francis wins um, and you know who comes back if <laughs> Francis wins. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because I hope – and honestly, I really hope that Francis calls him out. Uh, if he wants to prove that he's the best heavyweight ever, um, quit arguing about money and then come back to – come back in the octagon that's it yeah, um and for I those of you who you, don't know uh, i'm talking about john jones um arguably the best ufc fighter ever even though mm -hmm. i'll still pull put george st pierre a little bit above him just personal yeah. favorite um but yeah no john jones needs to come back and uh you know take what's rightfully his um, yeah, and just remember, so, too, that we were talking about the other day, but Francis actually hasn't defended his belt yet. So yes. um, this could be a lot of pressure on him, too. I mean, you've proven yourself to be the champ, but can you stay the champ? That is correct. That is correct. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be great. Great. Can't wait for December 11th. Can't wait for January. Um, can't wait to see what Usman does. Um, Adesanya <laughs> needs to get back in the octagon. Yeah. It's just, man, God, I love fighting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good but, time to be a fight fan for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, 
it's um someone actually mentioned to me the other day Colt like Justin Gaethje um wants a title shot yeah I was reading that too um they were saying that Islam was gonna have to fight um what's his name the guy ranked number three Duryash I think yeah and um that Gaethje would actually get the next title shot so that'd be That'd be pretty interesting to see, you know, the winner of um, Oliveira and then Poirier. Gaethje, yep. if he can get another shot at it, because you know he's a beast. This guy, this guy never stops. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And it's crazy because if Gaethje wins that belt, then that means the three uh, champs from the same team, which would be Gaethje, Thug Rose, and Usman, because you know how they all mm-hmm. use the same coach. They're all on the yeah. same like fight team and stuff. That would be mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, that would be absolutely wild. And you have to remember the last time that um, Gaethje got the um, shot of that, I believe, was against Khabib. Khabib, yep. And Khabib. His last fight. Yeah, yeah, that was literally his last fight. And um, mm-hmm. honestly, I knew Khabib was going to win, but if anyone were to give Khabib the right fight, it would have been Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Um, because that the guy, like you said, he's a warrior. He does not stop. And um, yeah. So it. I would also love to see Michael Chandler versus Khabib. That would be a great fight too, um, because Michael Chandler is a dog, man. Yeah, absolutely. But that is gonna wrap things up here for Sports Weekly, ladies and gents. I want to thank Colton for coming on and talking sports with us. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Of course, and you're welcome back anytime. Just I ask of two things: no Lakers slander, um, because the one is the best <laughs> player ever, and <laughs> and uh, and then uh, take it down easy up with the Patriots talk. Right? It gets annoying. Yeah, I had to fill in with Brandon there. <laughs> I have to the feel it. I have to. I have to hear it with Brandon every time. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk no, more but... bucks with you next time. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you again, Cole. Uh, hopefully, uh, we get um, Brando here back on um, whether it be Tuesday or Wednesday. That is TBD. So we will let you guys know. Um, and yeah, thanks again. All right. See you guys later.